the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. In. Rob Black and your money. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Money investing and more. We can take a look at what's happening on Wall Street. We can take a look at the economy, maybe try to factor in weird things like coronavirus and the ramifications that would have and or not have on future plays. The only thing you could kind of do is look back at past epidemics or pandemics or flu outbreaks and start piecing it together. You know, hey, we've been through something like this before. I get a thousand plus people dying is a horrible thing. But also I get that the stock market went through World War I, World War II, I was going to say three, uh, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. It went through booming oil prices, 150 Oil as low as $11 a barrel in my lifetime. I don't know if it ever went lower, but I remember 11 We've seen a little bit of it all. We've gone through presidents assassinated. Uh, presidents that are well-loved, presidents that are well-hated. We've gone through world leaders, same thing. I'm not that jarred by headline news. Just, you know, think about D-Day. Markets survived D-Day. Now, I know D-Day was, you know, 4,000, 5,000 miles away, but you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Also, the thing that I kind of like about the coronavirus is all indications are, and I know you're saying things we like about the coronavirus, all indications are is that maybe we're getting better at sharing information or better at figuring things out. I'm being optimistic. Stocks are tumbling, though, today as the coronavirus fears reignite. I said a couple weeks ago, and I need to repeat it on occasion for those who didn't hear, it's going to be a good month. So once we hear falling cases, it's going to be a good month before we feel comfortable. And uh, Lord knows if like a, a celebrity gets the coronavirus and dies or something like that, that headline alone would be jarring for people. I don't know how this plays out. I can tell you that it should take, take about a month after uh, peak diagnosis. So we heard China's Ubei province has announced the way it's changing, the way it's diagnosed and counted coronavirus cases, leading to a surge in cases. A um, lot going on in China right now. Economic woes even before coronavirus. That is a country that is well-funded by its people's bank, not necessarily well-funded by capitalism. Now you're starting to hear some you know, social blowback in China. And... Um, we don't know. You know, the last Tiananmen Square 
issue in China was a big one for Wall Street because there, there was no information. You see some companies like PepsiCo. They've got factories in China. They don't have as much to lose because it's only 2% of their revenues. So, and again, he, isn't it weird that you're talking about casualties? They don't have much to lose. How about their employees? Hey, how about us? I once had a girlfriend. Uh, as we were breaking up, she started flirting with another guy. And, uh, well, <laughs> let's just say that uh, I was like, hey, I'm over here. I'm in the room kind of thing went on. Don't forget about me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We are getting through earnings season. Now, keep in mind, 2019, we did not see a lot of earnings growth. But we saw a lot of stock growth, stock valuation growth. 2020, we're seeing a little bit more earnings. 2018, 2019, we also saw a lot of these tech companies, the Apples, the Microsofts, the Googles, the Alphabet, the Amazons. They've had money sitting in overseas banks. Think of Ireland. Oh, me old pot of gold. Think of all these big tech companies had cash sitting there because to bring it back to the United States, they were going to get taxed at a higher rate. President Trump comes in, waves his arm. Ta-da. And you're able to repatriate a lot of that cash. So we had 20 years of built-up cash in foreign banks repatriated. Apple is a company that it's, it's flummoxing people, and I get it. If you look at it on a traditional level, it makes no sense. But if you look at it on this company pulling in $60 billion a year free cash flow, they buy back a lot of shares. Consult Broker Advisor before you can take any action on any stock mentioned on this show. Cisco said that it's seeing longer decision-making cycles across its customer segments for a variety of reasons. Cisco is an interesting company. Man, do you remember Cisco in its heyday? Um, they had a 3.6% year-over-year decline in revenue. Up until John Chambers left the company, he was the CEO. In the early, late 90s, to early 2000s, he, he really oversaw the growth. And uh, he would say things like, well, I do see Cisco growing at 20% year-over-year for the foreseeable future. I'll be honest with you, 10-plus years. He had a southern accent thing going, and he was very quiet when he talked. He's still out there, but like he's kind of like a board kind of guy now instead of a CEO. But Cisco used to be a bellwether. If they said, you know, hey, everyone's buying our switches, they were the, the sultans of switches. If it, they said everyone's buying our routers, they were the ruler of routers. Their word went far. They gave us comfort because then you started figuring out who makes all these switches and routers. And you're like, okay, some Chinese manufacturers. And you're like, whose guts and semiconductors are in it? And you're like, okay, okay who's consuming all this stuff? And to this day, I don't understand it, but Comcast Cable is at my home. I know you're saying you're kind of a big deal. I know, I know. I am kind of a big deal. I've got many fine. Anyway, Comcast is there, and for some reason, I, I think I have the um, downloadable Infinity Blitz package. Like, it, do I need the Xfinity Infinity on top of a Blitz download speed? I kind of do. And for a while, that's where Cisco was really doing well. They were selling the arms in the telecommunication wars. They were, they were arming these companies with better equipment. And the, the evolution was still there. And the revolution still happened on some product cycles. 
Now you got to say we've probably milked a lot of that out of it. And again, you got to come up with new ways. Put cybersecurity software in the router. Charge more money for it. There's ways of doing it. Um, you know, put the cybersecurity in the edge of the cloud or in the cloud. And like every couple of years, you'll see like that revamping of it. Tesla shares are a little bit lower. They did something very, very smart. They basically issued common stock. The stock goes from 240 to 300 to 400 to 500 to 600 to 700 to 800, back to 700. And Tesla says, we're going to sell some shares. They're going to basically lock in those shares, and they're going to throw them in the market, basically diluting current shareholders. That's a no-no in my book. But it's a smart thing to do. They're raising cash, which they are in a very cash-intensive business when their stock has a big spike. With that said, not a nice thing to do to current stockholders, but they're building a factory in Germany. Germany. Berlin. Ah, Colonel. Um, anyway, so Tesla's in the news. Pepsi's in the news. Cisco's in the news. We got a big show for you today. Don't go away. Smashing Pumpkins, new album coming out this fall. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's some great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I try to stay in my wheelhouse. On occasion, I get a little bit out of it. And I apologize. You will never hear me give you advice on living healthier. I'm not a doctor. And I don't know you. And I think people should figure that out on their own. With that said, I will talk to you about love. Because love is expensive. Love is pricey. I find nothing more attractive than a saver versus a spender. Are you with me, men, women? Counting your pennies may not sound sexy, but hear me out. It is. Let's talk about the financial costs of Valentine's Day. It ain't cheap. And it's incredibly commercialized at this point in time. In the United States, again, I don't know how you celebrate your Valentine's Day. I used to be kind of fun and creative with it. And by the way, the love boat does get me every single time. I liked it simpler. I liked, um, hey, let's get a, you know, body oil and massage each other tonight. We don't do that every night kind of thing. I didn't realize I was being cheap. I was being romantic, but I was also being cheap. Valentine's Day adds up. Fancy date. You go out for a three-course dinner for two. Wine. Good theater tickets, because if you get cheap theater tickets, why even go to the theater? Two drinks at a bar before the event. Maybe one after. Throw in some transportation costs. And it is not cheap. So if you take a look at, like, I'm just going to use, let's use a small town first. If you look at, like, Minneapolis, Minnesota, that's not small, but it's kind of smallish. $85 for dinner for two. 
Theater tickets, 250 bucks. Drinks after the show, 11 bucks. Transportation, 13 Grand total, 368 But now, if you go to a city like a San Francisco, that's where it starts getting pricey. Dinner is 113 bucks, Easy. Theater tickets, 260 bucks. Drinks after the show, 16 bucks. Transportation, 16 bucks. Grand total, $422 for a night of just saying what you should be saying every day. I love you. Thanks for spending your life with me. Even if it's not life, thanks for being my part for this period of your life. Like, It's not lost on me that sometimes the greatest years in your life are spent with someone that you don't end up with. So, don't let love lead to debt. And if you feel pressure, quote me. Tell your, your significant other, Rob Black said this is okay because we need to save more money. Isn't it romantic us having money to eat porridge? With uh, oatmeal when we're 70 years old and now our teeth are falling out. It's funny. The CEO of Pepsi said today he's, uh, he's experimenting with flaming hot oatmeal because they make oatmeal, but they also make Doritos and all those things. And flaming hot is the rage. Oatmeal's not going to really happen. Small bit of news, but this isn't an investable news. This is just showing you how good companies are at marketing. And do you remember, oh, Back to the Future, Back to the Future, with self-lacing shoes when he went into the future, Michael J. Fox, boy, did he have like a, just a huge career for like, I want to say five years. And I don't know if it's Parkinson's or what derailed it, but he was everywhere. He was in movies and television and late night television shows, but Nike's dropping another pair of the self-lacing sneakers on All-Star Weekend. Genius. If you know Nike, they're synonymous with Jordan. Jordan's synonymous with basketball. Basketball's still growing revenues. And I don't much care for all-star games. I find them to be exhibitions, not competitions. Please, no wagering. Nike's dropping a pair of self lacing shoes during the weekend. And you know what these things are going for? $400. Oh, do not tell your sugar booger. Rob said no Valentine's date for you. I need to save $400. And next thing you know, you got $400 Nike Adapt B2Bs on. Now, here's the craziest part about this. The shoes aren't for sale yet. And some of them are already going on sale now for $1,400 on uh, some of the third-party sites, StockX, GOAT, greatest of all time. So someone's gotten their hands on them already and marking up the price. I, I, don't be that guy. The average American's not doing great in the world. They're not saving enough for retirement. It's not even close. There's a record number of 401k and IRA millionaires. Fidelity says 441,000 IRA or 401k have a million dollars or more. That represents about 1.6%. 1.6%. Less than 2%, in case I'm slurring, of the 27.2 million IRA and 401 accounts. So they manage 27.2 million of these, these retirement accounts. And they're now saying that 1.6% of them are millionaires. Millionaire, a millionaire's not going to last you a long time in retirement. Especially if you live longer. The average 401k balance rose to $112,300. That's pretty good. The stock market's helping a lot. The fact that we're having more savers is lovely. 
but this is not enough. It is interesting that some of the side notes that these fidelity surveys show us is that people are saving an average more, 3% more. So someone's getting the message. But $112,000 for the average 401k balance. Think of things in your life. New roof, new car. Um, let's say you slip and fall. Or how about this one? Let's say you're, you're, city is exposed to the coronavirus and you can't go to work if you don't go to work you don't get paid if you don't get paid you don't have money to buy groceries you don't have, you know like you're not helping the economy it's not just because the market's up but people are saving a little bit more three percent i like it one of the most depressing things about my position is i don't get to work with a lot of people but i get to be in contact with a ton of people and just to give you like how crazy it is, a man walked up to one of my kids and he said, are you Rob Black's son? Because he had a hat on that was recognizable. And uh, the guy didn't know. He was taking a guess. And my kid got freaked out. So that's out there. But also another thing that's really upsetting about this whole business of like how isolated you get is you see people not save enough money. I don't care if you're 25 years old and you have $10,000. That's fine. I'm not going to judge that person because in your 20s, you should kind of blow through some money and kind of learn how, how it works. Hopefully you don't, but it's fine that you do. I, I, I wasted a lot of money on love in my 20s. I wasted a lot of money on experiences, but then I got, it, got a little bit more serious about it. You got to be that person. The most depressing thing about my job is people that I love and care for. Some of them are, don't have enough money saved. And it, it's, it's tragic because you tell them like, Hey, you're pushing 50, you're pushing 60 and you got to like really up that or you're going to work longer. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Take a break. We'll be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, stocks that you fall in love with, that's a tricky one. I get it. I'm trying to push through a theme of love that maybe I should just give up on. But Barron's did a nice piece on eight stocks that Wall Street loves. And interestingly, they were able to tie it closely enough into Valentine's Day that it wasn't an offensively stupid read. I like Barron's. I like the Wall Street Journal. I like the New York Times. The investors, uh, IBT, Business Times out of London. Bloomberg materials are great. Uh, then you start getting into some charting stuff, and then you get into some what I would say, not hardcore research, but Wall Street research, Standard & Poor's tear sheets, value lines. These are all good resources. So paraphrasing out of Barron's, they're looking for stocks that Wall Street loves and why. And they, they ran some screens. Essentially, the screen is something along the line of 90% of the analysts covering each company have to have it a buy. 
Wow. So there's like a general consensus that it's loved. Pretty dominant consensus, 90%. The average buy rating ratio for the stocks in the Dow Jones average is about 55%. The other screen is, other than 90% of analysts loving it or having a buy on it, I, I should be careful not to put words into your mind. Just because it's love doesn't mean you should buy it. All eight stocks have the potential to rise at least 10% from recent levels. Okay. Based on the price targets of the analysts who really like it. It's a reasonably high bar to start weeding out some uh, chafe, weaker names, uh, less compelling names, less compelling loved stocks. Microsoft didn't qualify. It's widely loved. By 92% of analysts out there say it's a buy. 92%. Now, that can get you in trouble, too. What happens when 20% of those people go from buy to hold? Or, meh, it's okay. So it's widely loved. But the price targets that the analysts have is only 6% higher. So it didn't qualify. The most loved name that Barron's could find has diamonds in it. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. If, you're, if her best friend is a diamond, you may need to find a different female friend in your life. Because diamonds aren't good friends. They're beautiful rocks that are way overpriced. But diamond-backed energy is recommended by all 36 analysts. Average target's about 120 bucks. That's up more than 60% from where it is right now. 60% return? There used to be surveys that went around Wall Street, like, what return would you rate, take, and retire? Most people would say somewhere between 12 and 15. So 60%. Ooh-wee. It trades for only nine times earnings. So Diamondback Energy tells me it's probably got some exposure to the energy sector, which is volatile these days, and it's, it's probably assumed that we're going to be consuming less energy due to the coronavirus and due to the ongoing uh, Greta Thunberg and messages along those lines of save the planet. And if you don't do it, we will. But some other names on this love list, Norwegian Cruise Lines. Now, there you go. A little Captain Steuben action, a little love boat. Centene, which is a health insurance provider. You know the beautiful thing about insurance. And here comes a cynical, irreverent comment. It sucks. I think it used to be, the health insurance industry used to be like really, really like a much better model. But now there's co-pays, there's co-insurance, there's family quotas, there's, um, you get turned down for this, you got to get approval for that. It's going to take three days for approval. It's too much. It's too much. Engineering firm Quanta Services. Oh, wait, wait. About 17, I, I want to say. is Here's the good thing about it. All insurance company. A lot like a lot of insurance companies. If you don't pay your bill, they cancel your insurance. And even if you submit a, a bill for them for health care costs, they can turn it down. Um, that's a good business model. Like... Okay, when there's risk, i.e. you're not paying us, you're not giving us cash, <laughs> we are cutting you off from the platform. That's genius. Norwegian Cruise Lines, now again, uh, 
I I just can't get into a cruise investment or in my life yet. It's like it, going on a cruise is like you've given up on vacations where you're out in the out in the elements. It's kind of like a tracksuit or sweatpants. When you see me in a sweatsuit on a weekend, if you see me on a Friday or a Saturday or Sunday at Home Depot in a tracksuit, I have given up. I no longer have a will to live. I just get out of the shower. I, I, I don't want to uh, do a belt. Uh, just tracksuiting it. Quanta Services, their engineering firm, is on the list of beloved Valentine Day's kind of stock. The one that I really like, and you're going to laugh at me because I'm a big old sucker romantic, is Boston Scientific. Terrible BSX. I don't own any shares of Boston Scientific. I've looked at it in the past. Um, I know the company very, very well, but they make medical devices like artificial hearts. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And as I get older, I may need a new heart. I may need new hips. I may need new knees, but we're getting older. And we could talk, blah, blah, how many Americans have money to retire? Bigger questions, how many Americans age 60 and above aren't physically ailing in some way, shape, or form? There's another healthcare giant called Cigna, ticker symbol CI. They're on the list. And again, if you don't know these names, don't go out and buy them. If you don't know these names, go out and do a lot of research. Try to see what, what Wall Street likes about them. Try to see why Barron's would write an article about it. Barron's just doesn't want you to lose money. They don't want you to go out and buy these stocks and not knowing what you're doing. The number one stock on the list, and it's not number one. It's just they're not rated, but they gave us eight names. And again, 90% or more of the analysts have to like it. And the analysts have to see 10% upside to the stock from current levels. This one's a little shocking. And again, not, not because I... If I think about it, it's not that shocking. But seeing it on the list, like with healthcare companies and medical device companies and energy companies, which are severely depressed in value, would be Amazon.com. How did they get on this list? That's that's one of the surprisings to me. And what makes this list even more impressive is if we've had a big stock market rally, not for one year, not for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. This is a market that's running. So to still qualify for this list is pretty impressive. Now, again, Diamondback, 60% upside. <laughs> Good luck with that. You're asking for too much. Who could ask for anything more? Amazon shares are up 17%, adding about $160 billion in market value to the retail tech stock this year. So some of these stocks have already made big moves. And it's a list. I like lists. Don't get too caught up in them. 800-516-1228 to get your calls on the air. Take a look at the markets. Um, the year started off pretty hot. And the coronavirus kind of tangled things up late January. I feel comfortable. We're not overreacting to anything right now. We're, but again, that's also kind of a problem. It's good that we sometimes have pullbacks. It gets some steam out. It gets some of the pressure out. But a lot of money going into big tech companies. And they're, they've carried the company, uh, the market's higher. Tesla's up eight bucks today on that news. 
that's interesting. Usually when a company does a secondary and raise cash, they're raising $2 billion with their share price. They're just selling some shares. So they're diluting current shareholders. 15 days after Elon Musk said, we're not going to raise any money. We don't need to. Did you see our earnings? But, and, and this is where it's fantastic. Their earnings were earnings before interest, depreciation, amortization, taxation. And that gets a lot of people really, really upset and, and weirded out because you can't do that with the IRS. Well, here's what I want you to see, but we want to see your earnings. No, here's what I want you to see. And if you use the, the phrase adjusted EBITDA, the word adjusted makes it even more wacky. I was looking at the finances of some pro sports teams and the adjustments that they're able to make, it, it almost makes it a no brainer. Yesterday we did a little story about like Golden State's now worth $4 billion. The NBA average franchise, $2.2 billion. Growing at, you know, 8% to 10%. It makes a ton of sense because the way that the taxes work on big corporations like that and how you can uh, uh, itemize and how you can, like, uh, the, the plays that you can do with amortizing, um, it's pretty freaky. It, it's a pretty popular way. It looks like every 15 years a sports franchise should be turned over. Because you have just this beautiful time frame uh, with less tax consequences than most businesses would face when you're that kind of big business. Anyhow, I'm digressing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Markets are a little bit weaker today, but all things considered, we've had a pretty good two weeks, three weeks as we're pushing through the coronavirus and impeachment. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Valentine's Day, love is in the air. $20 billion is what we'll spend this year on Valentine's Day. Of that $20 billion in sales, about $4 billion will be on movies and dinner. Well, I didn't even think about it. What movies would I see? <laughs> like... I don't even know. We finally don't have one of those Fifty Shades of Grey movies to yeah, that get released only on Valentine's Day weekend or whatever. What have you? Weird but true. Twenty percent of people will buy a Valentine's Day treat for their pet. One point, and trust me, your pet doesn't know. $1.5 billion will be spent on Valentine's Day cards, which I'm happy for because it's nice that we, like, we're not tweeting, hey, I love you, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you didn't even take the time to buy a card and write your, write your name on it? Yes, I am guilty of that. I do resemble that remark, right? More than once in my life. So I'm not the best at love and advice there. I can tell you. CFP Chad Burton and I've got this thing that you get poor by too many wives, too many cars, too many houses. Um, and it's a, it's a bit of a joke, clearly. Too many wives. Um, you know, we're poking fun at the, like, the obvious, but divorce is costly. So, and I look at the $20 billion spent on Valentine's Day. And how many how many nights did I try to, like, yeah, you get the idea. Too much energy went there, not enough energy went into my 401k. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. CDC confirms the 15th case of coronavirus amongst evacuees under quarantine at a Texas military base. So you're still headlines kind of hitting on that. Tesla's new stock offering is, I think, a smart idea. Stock is really appreciated. And that's one of the deals is they're allowed to sell more shares. And that's a company that has cash flow issues. I own no shares of Tesla. For me, a lot of their operation costs are getting lower because they don't come out with a, a new Model X year or Model S year. So it's not like the 2014 Model S. A lot of their costs are into setting up the business and then executing. So the next couple of things for Tesla for me will be, do they make any headway ever in solar roofs? Is the Tesla truck all that in a bucket of chicken going to be on the road? I have a friend who wants one. I'm like, you're kidding. Go with a good Land Rover. Like, Land Rover, one of the most expensive cars with one of the worst safety features. Uh, mechanical failures are, are all too common to learn that your wipers have to be, well, they have to drop the engine to put new wipers on. And you're like, what? What? what, what? Not a smart vehicle, all things considered. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I've been talking a lot about cruise lines recently, obviously because of the coronavirus. But cruise stocks are making a comeback. Now, I guess you would say the best news possible for a cruise line is like a... No, no, no. That's the best news possible. The best news possible for someone who invests in stocks and is trying to trade disasters would be like worldwide viruses hitting a whole industry because... Cruises are notorious. If one person gets sick, everyone gets sick. But Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian Cruise Lines, they all are down 13%, 12%, 7% this year. In a market that's really not down that much. Now you're starting to see gains of 4%, 3.5%, So they're starting to come back. And David Tepper, no, 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 not David Tepper, Mark Tepper. He's Strategic Wealth Partners. He, he, he said something the other day on CNBC that makes me cringe, but also it's something i got to share. He said, in my opinion, the coronavirus has created a viable pullback. It stinks when you're talking about investment opportunities due to people dying. It stinks when you talk about Hurricane Katrina. Some of my best friends volunteered over, not over, but down in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. And the amount of gouging that was going on. And how many people do you think walked away from their homes and never came back? Too many. But would you be a buyer of cruise ships? Not really my thing. Some oddball is emailing me and he always signs things like, hey... Uh, stop by the laundromat today. It's just a little bit odd, but he likes to take advantage of situations. He's looking for, like, he's sending me emails like, um, now that David Wilpon and um, the Mets, their sale isn't going to go through, there was a weird Steve Cohen 
purchase. He agreed to pay for it. They did the due diligence. He, he backed out. Major League Baseball is mad at this Steve Cohen super billionaire because he backed out. But the previous owner have basically run that team into mediocrity. And he wants to stick around for five more years as operating president or something. But so this guy emails me and he goes, uh, hey, what do you think about buying uh, Madison Square Garden? Because, uh, you know, someone will eventually buy the Mets and they'll drive the price higher. A little too simple. You got to be careful that you're not doing it a little bit too simple. Madison Square Garden, A, doesn't have a relationship with the Mets per se. They're more of a play on um, the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks. And there was a story earlier this week about basketball valuations growing. But the Dolan's family seems to be hated in the basketball circles for not being able to put a competitive team on the court. Um, I wouldn't be investing based on a baseball deal falling apart. If you want to look at MSG and say there's some valuations there because they own Radio City Music Hall, they own some other properties, Madison Square Garden itself. And uh, that's fine. I just don't know if I want to get too gimmicky with it. I'm more of a numbers guy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.